When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. And what a start to the show it was last night. A great, great, energetic, lively, and all kinds of moves made in that first round of the NFL draft. We got two more rounds coming later on tonight. And catch it all right here on ESPN Radio. And of course, on ESPN, it is Chris Carlin. It is Chris Canty. In for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. And on your smart speaker as well as Sirius XM Channel 80, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance makes bundling home and auto easy. Learn more at Progressive.com. We have talked so much about who had great nights, who had a bad night, and the quarterback position did not have a great night. We anticipated that there may only be two to go in the first round. But Chris, I don't know that we thought there would only be one to go in the first round. And I definitely didn't think that if it was only one quarterback, that it was going to be Kenny Pickett. I am surprised that Malik Willis is still on the board and that the Steelers went with Pickett instead. Yeah, I'm shocked too, Carlin. And we usually see quarterbacks in the draft process get pushed up. It's not just a matter of talent, but it's a matter of scarcity and it's a quarterback starved league. So there are a lot of teams that aren't necessarily happy with their incumbent signal callers. So I thought for sure Malik Willis was going to go in the first round. And if I had to bet it, I would have said that the Steelers would have t- taken Willis over taking Kenny Pickett just because of the things that we've heard Mike Tomlin say throughout the pre-draft process. Like he wanted a quarterback that was going to be able to use his legs for those second reaction plays off-schedule plays, get outside of the pocket, put pressure on the defense by getting out on the edge and being a run-pass threat. And it doesn't seem to me like that's Kenny Pickett's game. It feels like that's more of Malik Willis. So the fact that they decided to go Kenny Pickett is a little bit of a shocker. I get it. He They share a practice facility. He's in the same building as them. So it's almost like, okay, I, I've got more data points on this guy. And it's not a good enough reason, though. to Malik Willis. But I think about it from this perspective, Carlin. Look at the AFC North and look at the quarterbacks in that division. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. In drafting Kenny Pickett, what you're saying is, as an organization, we're content having the fourth best quarterback in our division and knowing that, in all likelihood, he's probably never going to be any better than that. That's That's the state of the Pittsburgh Steelers when it comes to quarterback in the AFC North. Look. The Steelers are a team that has been exceptionally fortunate with Roethlisberger over the last 20 years. But they don't necessarily have to have a star at the position to win. But they do need to have somebody that's more than Andy Dalton. And I feel like while that may be the floor for Kenny Pickett, and that's not terrible, don't get me wrong, I don't think the ceiling is anywhere near any of the other three quarterbacks in the division. And that's my issue there with Pickett, whereas 
Um, and, and Pickett is a little bit more mobile than maybe we give him credit for. Remember, he had that He fake... ain't Malik Willis. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, maybe he has that mobility that we saw. To move around Joe the Burrow. pocket a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just functional mobility. Like, yes. Joe Burrow has got some wheels. Joe Burrow can get himself out of harm's way. And God knows he but, needed to. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. But <laughs> yeah. Joe Burrow will not be confused with Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson. I, I am... Uh, I am very intrigued by what happens here with Willis. This was the longest wait, and you gave this stat the other day, that in, for the last 25 years, we have had a quarterback taken in the top half of the draft, and we didn't have that the top half of the first round. Yep. And we did not have it last night. First time since 1997. How about this name? Jim Druckenmiller. Wow. From Virginia Tech, 26th overall that year by the 49ers. Here's Brooke Pryor, ESPN NFL Nation Steelers reporter on Freddie and Fitzsimmons last night on the decision to go with Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis. But I thought that Malik Willis, I thought that they had the flexibility to take Malik Willis because he is someone that I think has a higher ceiling as just an uber-athletic quarterback. Um, and the the kind of buzz with Kenny Pickett is that he has a higher floor and he's a very NFL-ready quarterback right now. And I didn't think that they needed that because they just signed Mitch Trubisky in free agency. Yeah, he is. Kenny Pickett can start sooner maybe than Malik Willis, but I don't really care about that. I, I think they could have gotten away and still – I don't believe the Steelers were going to the – playoffs this year but they wouldn't have been an abject disaster with Mitch Trubisky for the season no doubt about it I mean Mike Tomlin found his way to 500 with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph as his quarterbacks so 500 is is you know that I I hate to say it's like you know a foregone conclusion because you got you don't want to count your wins before they happen in the NFL but with Mike Tomlin as your head coach with a decade and a half of data points to to look at I'm pretty sure that you'd feel comfortable knowing that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to at least be at 500 and have an opportunity to flirt with the playoffs every single year, no matter who the quarterback is. But here's my thing, Carlin. You want a quarterback that can be the reason why you win games. And to me, that's, that's not what I see when I look at Kenny Pickett. Can he, be, can he be a solid quarterback? Absolutely. You said Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton won a couple of division titles when he was yeah. with the Cincinnati Bengals. But the landscape of the division – especially at the quarterback spot, looked a lot different than it looks right now. And I guess my point is this. When you start looking at the physical tools, the arm talent, the mobility, there is no comparison when we look at Kenny Pickett versus Malik Willis. The thing that Kenny Pickett has over Malik Willis, he's got more games under his belt, significantly more throws, so there's the experience factor. And maybe if you want to give him, in, in terms of the football IQ standpoint, and knowing how to go through his progression and make all the right reads in a pro-style offense, if you want to give him that nod, I'm okay with that too. But that doesn't necessarily translate into being a better quarterback than Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, or Deshaun Watson. And I don't think you can even argue that at this point. And I'm not even willing to give him that yet because all around Willis's workout and such, I heard a lot about how he was ready for a pro-style offense and was going to be able to handle all of those reads. For me, it can't be about the guy that's not going to lose you the game. It's got to be about the guy that occasionally can help you win the game when you have that landscape in that division. How about this? One last note on it. ESPN's NFL Draft Predictor. 
entering the first round last night, the chances that Malik Willis would be available at the 33rd pick, the first pick of the second round, just 14%. But here we are, and somebody somebody is going to get a pretty good bargain here when it comes up. Let's sneak in a call or two. Preston in North Carolina is up next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Preston, are you happy with the Panthers? Uh, I mean, I am happy. You need the protection up front, especially for Christian McCaffrey, who can not stay healthy. You need someone to protect him up front. The quarterback position needs to be protected. Has struggled with that. But now we're looking at Sam Darnold again. Is he going to be the face of this quarterback uh, group here, or is it going to be P.J. Walker? You don't have another pick till 137. So, And there's not many veteran quarterbacks out there left right now, and you don't have a lot to bargain with. So where do the Panthers sit after just grabbing – you know, a solid and a great pick in uh, that offensive tackle. Listen, these these moves were bad uh, with with Darnold and with trading away their picks, and it worked out even worse because nobody wanted to trade up to six, Chris. Yeah, no question about it. But the reports out there now are that Scott Fitterer, the GM for the Panthers, is back into the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes. Yeah. So the Carolina Panthers are now interested in Baker Mayfield because they weren't able to get a quarterback in this draft. They weren't able to move down and acquire more picks in day two. They're now going to start looking at Baker Mayfield as a potential option to trade for at some point in this offseason. But I, I love the Panthers picking Ike Aquano. I mean, you're talking about a local guy. He's invested. Grew up a Carolina Panthers fan, Carlin. So this might have been the safest pick for the Panthers They didn't need to try to go for a home run. They went for a base hit. And let's face it, with the offensive line in the state that it's in, no matter who's playing quarterback, you needed help on that area. So I like what the Carolina Panthers did. I don't necessarily like where that leaves them with their quarterback position, though. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. They've got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they're the only place you can find proven, tough, Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are you happy with your your team last night? Are you ticked off with your team last night? And who won and who lost? It's all on the table for you. Up next, though, you know, all the way around, it was a pretty good night in Philadelphia. So uh, who were the biggest winners there? We discuss next. Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Eagles have been attacking that position for the last several years. This is the biggest blockbuster draft day trade for a star veteran player that I've ever seen this team make, and I've been covering it for 30 years. This puts an enormous amount of pressure of a guy called Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Philadelphia. Because you do not sign off on a wide receiver the caliber of A.J. Brown. But this receiver right now is going to make you better. It's going to make Devontae Smith better. It's going to make this offense better. After last night, they might want to go down to Atlantic City and try out their luck. It is Carlin <laughs> and Canty or Canty and Carlin. Whatever you want. In for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The job search can be a long, frustrating journey. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. A.J. Brown is now a Philadelphia Eagle. Let's hear more from Sal Palantonio, ESPN's NFL reporter, on SportsCenter with SVP last night on just how shocking this was. This is the biggest blockbuster draft day trade for a star veteran player that I've ever seen this team make, and I've been covering it for 30 years. It really, it's better than T.O. in many ways because it happened on draft day and it happened out of nowhere. But it's the best wide receiver this team has had since Terrell Owens. Then they really needed to upgrade at the wide receiver position. You look at the numbers. They were 30th in receiving yards at the wide receiver position last year and 31st in receiving receptions for wide receivers. So they had to get it done. Listen, it was a, a, a move that was imperative for that team once it became available to them and they i mean i i still can't get over that yes they had to pay him a lot of money but in terms of what they gave up my my lord it was so worth it and howie roseman i think really got away with something last night oh i mean no lies told when it comes to what you and sal Powell were talking about with aj brown we knew that a receiver from the 2019 draft class would be on the move in night one of the draft we just got the player wrong, Carlin. We all thought it was going to be Debo Samuel because he yeah. issued an ultimatum to San Francisco. It ends up being A.J. Brown, and he's a player that we know that Mike Vrabel has an affinity for. And the reports coming into the draft draft week was that the Tennessee Titans are going to work out a long-term deal with A.J. Brown because this guy was too important to what they did, and he personified the mentality that Mike Vrabel wanted for his culture. So for them to move off of him – is a huge surprise. We also got to keep in this keep this in mind, Carlin. Ryan Tannehill had a renaissance, a resurgence in his career when AJ Brown was the receiver that he was working with in Tennessee. Yep. That's when he won comeback player of the year in 2019. And that's when, when he, he got had AJ Brown. <laughs> when he had AJ AJ Brown as his receiver and let's <laughs> I mean if you go back to that season and you look at the numbers, AJ Brown had 52 catches for 1,051 yards and eight touchdowns. So eight of Ryan Tannehill's 22 touchdown passes that he threw in that season went to A.J. Brown. That's how good this guy is. Huge catch radius. He's going to be great for a young quarterback. And the other part of this deal that I love, Carlin, is even though $25 million a year is rich for a receiver, you're not paying your quarterback anything. You're not. Nope. So your team can afford 
to take this kind of big swing on a skilled position player to give you some answers on whether or not you got the right quarterback because they've got to make a decision after Jalen Hurts' third year in 2022 on whether they're going to extend him or whether they're going to make a big move to get one of those quarterbacks in next year's draft class. Remember, no fifth-year option on Jalen Hurts because he was a second-round pick. Meanwhile, here's Mike Vrabel, the Titans head coach, asked why they were trading A.J. I just am confident that we went to uh, the extreme to, to try to try to keep uh, A.J. here, involved with the process through the entire time. Um, so, you know, we're going to continue to, um, you know, coach our guys, develop them, you know, try to you know, make it about the team. And, you know, this is just another example of making tough decisions that, you know, hopefully it, in the long run it's going to make our team better. That's not a guy that sounds like he's terribly thrilled about that move. <laughs> it's, it's I'm glad you read. Out. You know I'm what? That, you, you know what that is, Chris? That's the get out there and sell it, and he couldn't exactly sell it. <laughs> he was just letting you know that that wasn't his damn decision. That wasn't his, yep. Carlin. That was on GM John Robinson. Mike Vrabel didn't have anything to do with it because if he had his way, A.J. Brown would still be a part of that team. And he understands well, how important A.J. is, man. Having a receiver – that can dictate front and coverage. I mean, when you have the running game that Tennessee does, that keeps that extra safety out of the box because you got to have a safety over top the corner that's in coverage on A.J. Brown. Now you don't necessarily have that threat. I do like the guy that they got out of Arkansas, Traylon Burks. I think he's one of those special players. And when you look at their physical profile, it's very similar to A.J. Brown, but it's not just about the traits, the physical attributes. It's about the mentality, the compete level, and A.J. Brown has that in spades. And I'm glad that the Philadelphia Eagles are getting that because they've needed that in that locker room for a really long time. And what what about across town last night? Well, actually up in Toronto, the Sixers go and take care of business. And you know what? Good job by the Sixers really taking care of the Eagles fans, leaving no no doubt in that game throughout. They came out early. They controlled that game. James Harden was aggressive early like Embiid had been talking about. And Tyrese Maxey, boy, he is he is something special for that team. And so the Sixers move on to the next round. And that, that to me is the best part. You made it as easy as possible for your fans to go check in on what was going on with the Eagles as much as they had to. Well, here's the thing, man. That that was touch and go for the first half. Now, you're talking about a one-point game at halftime, Carlin, but the third quarter is when they put their foot on the gas. And and to me, Tyrese Maxey, that dude is a a, – he's a star in the making, Carlin. He ain't a star yet, but he's coming. This guy ain't too far off. He's having – one of the best postseasons that we're seeing from any young player, any you know second or third year player around the NBA. That guy has just been that good in terms of what he did. 15 points in the third quarter, four or six from the field, three or five from three-point land, and not to mention he was a perfect four for four from the free throw line. So if Tyrese Maxey can give you what we got last night or what we saw in game one of this series when he dropped 38, then you're talking about this Philadelphia 76ers team being able to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I get it. They got the Miami Heat in round two, which is the number one team in the Eastern Conference. But I'll say this. I anticipate that being a long series. And if Tyrese Maxey and James Harden, who played well as well, 22 points, 15 assists, if you get that version of them last night, 
then you could be talking about the Sixers advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's how good those guys were last night. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Because he needs the attention Aaron Rodgers couldn't stay out of it last night. <laughs> it is Canty and Carlin <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Aaron Rodgers showing up on the Pat McAfee show, as he usually does. And he was asked about Devontae Adams and how that all came to be and whether or not he actually knew that Devontae was not going to be back when he re-signed with the Packers. But, you know, it was, it was a little surprising with Devontae. Um, obviously, when I made my decision, uh, I was still thinking he was going to come back. You know, I was, I was very honest with him about my my plans and my future and where I saw, you know, my career going uh, as far as how many years I wanted to play. But I, I felt like, you know, he was going to be back. Uh, didn't obviously turn out that way, but I have so much love for Tay and appreciate the time we spent together and, and definitely wish him, uh, wish him the best with Derek in, in, uh, in Vegas. But that's a big hole to fill for sure. And he actually went on to say that he thought that what the offer was and the opportunity to play more with Aaron Rodgers would actually be enough for Devontae Adams, but it was not. <laughs> well, here's what I don't understand about Aaron Rodgers, Carlin. I mean, Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the game, a guy that relies on the quarterback in a significant way in order to do his job, decides he's better off going out to Las Vegas with Derek Carr in a tougher division than he is staying with a future Hall of Fame quarterback, Tougher Aaron Rodgers. That's <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying. A brutal division. That, but that's <laughs> but that's my point, though. Think yeah. about that. And Aaron Rodgers seemingly having no accountability as to the roller coaster that he's created for Devontae Adams and the rest of the people involved with that Packers organization over the course of the last couple of years. And for what? You decided you were going to stay with the team anyway. You made a decision that you were going to pass up on all the other opportunities all the other teams that were interested in you this offseason to sign a three-year, $150 million contract. I just I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers can look himself in the mirror and say, my decision really had nothing to do with what happened with Devontae Adams. Oh, please. You Stop took yourself. every damn dollar. You Stop took yourself. every penny. Yeah. And he did, to his credit, he didn't sound like he was angry about it or anything like that. And well, he can't, he can't be. Carlin, he can't be. But with Aaron Rodgers, would it really shock you? 
with all of the dumb drama of the last year and a half? No. no and it, it wouldn't. Was, and it was I, drama I, I, for no reason. And I guess that's the point that I don't understand. You had all of this drama, and you ended up staying in Green Bay. Mm. But the guy that you need as your number one receiver decided to leave because of it. Previously on Greeny. Listen up. Here's what I'm going to tell you. When the New York Jets win a Super Bowl in the next three to four years, today will be the day. Today and tomorrow will be the days that you look back on and say, that's why it happened. Stay off the weed. And maybe not so much. Maybe the big fellow was onto something. How about that? Weekly Rewind brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Listen, doesn't look so nuts today, does it, after what the Jets pulled off last night? Doesn't look so nuts. Not at all, big fella, not at all. They're well on their way. I have not been this excited about a Jets draft, (laughs) and I'm not even a Jets fan, since Mike Tannenbaum was the general manager of the New York Jets. And he joins us right now, our ESPN NFL front office insider. He and the crew last night, by the way, and all weekend long, uh, tremendous job last night, the first round on ESPN Radio's coverage of the draft. And he will be there tonight starting at 6 p.m. as well for rounds two and three. Mike, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. And let's just start there. What was your immediate take on Joe Douglas and the Jets last night? Well, first of all, I just got done with the chiropractor after carrying Bart for four hours. A little, little sore in the back. But, but, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I thought they did an outstanding job. And, and look, I, I think Kayvon Thibodeau has a chance to be a good pass rusher. But as a football player watching those guys back-to-back, I thought Jermaine Johnson was actually the better football player a year ago. So to get Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, thought the Jets had a great night last night. Mike T, I got to ask you this question because it does involve the Jets in a roundabout way. We got reports yesterday that the Jets and their interest in Debo Samuels and a potential deal for Debo wasn't off the table going into last night's drafts when teams were actually on the clock. We did obviously see those teams not be able to consummate a deal, but if you're San Francisco, what are you thinking about? If you have the opportunity to have the number 10 overall pick and a second-round pick swap, why would that not be enough to get a deal done for a player that's already told you that he doesn't want to play for you anymore? Chris, I'm with you. And, you know, I've said this, like, if we go back a couple of years ago to Jalen Ramsey and the massive headache and distraction that became for Jacksonville, you know, under the new CBA, you really can't hold out, but what you can do is hold in. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. If you could come out of this with a Garrett Wilson and – Something else, I, I think that's a trade you have to make. And, you know, we heard John Lynch the other day, excuse me, um, talk about, hey, we want to keep Debo. But like you said, if he doesn't want to be there, Chris, I, I would have made that trade. Mike, what surprised you last night? What really caught you off guard, whether it was a trade or a selection? Um, number of things, you know, just starting at number one, I wouldn't have taken Trayvon Walker, guys, like, 52% of his snaps at defensive end and only six sacks. Um, I thought Devontae Wyatt actually outplayed him when you watch the games. Derek Stingley at three is shocking to me because guy played in 10 games in two years. Sauce Gardner was a height, late speed, high character, high production. I think that was an easy decision. But then Dallas passing on Jermaine Johnson. They lose Randy Gregory um, in a sort of controversial ending with, to Denver. 
and Tyler Smith's going to be a good football player, but we could find offensive lineman guys. It's hard to find somebody of Jermaine Johnson, and I, I couldn't understand why they passed on him. Mike, there's another move that you're going to have to help me understand that happened last night, and that would be what the Arizona Cardinals did, trading the number 23 overall pick for Hollywood Brown in a third-round pick when we saw moments earlier A.J. Brown get traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for the 18th overall pick, and I think it was another third-round pick. So help me understand why the Arizona Cardinals went in that direction when A.J. Brown was on the trading block. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, I knew Arizona didn't like the board going into the draft, um, but that seemed to be a massive premium. Look, Hollywood Brown's an improved player. Um, he scored a number of touchdowns, but I, I think they just saw it as like, hey, this guy's going to replay Christian Kirk, who left for Jacksonville. But I was surprised that they had to give up as much as they did for Hollywood Brown. ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum joins Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Mike, um, when you looked at what transpired with the quarterbacks, did you think that there would be more than one that would go in the first round? And also just your evaluation of the fact that it was Pickett over Willis that got selected. Yeah, you know, it's. Um, I think more quarterbacks were going to go because of economics getting the, the fifth year. But look, Malik Willis is short, and you know, you're co-hosting today with a guy that looks and played at a really high level as a defensive lineman in the NFL, and when you're going against the Chris Cannies of the world, you want big, strong, tough guys, and it's physics. Now, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, those are exceptions, but give me Joe Burrow, give me Justin Herbert, give me the bigger, stronger guys, and I think Malik Willis has a rocket for an arm. He's a great athlete, but he's short, and I think that's what the 32 team said last night. Talking with ESPN front office insider Mike Tannenbaum on Greeny, it's Candy and Carlin, and Mike, we saw the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs trade away their number one wide receivers and both, as a result, have number two, multiple number one overall picks. All four of those picks ended up being used on defensive players. When we look back at this draft, which, one, which team will regret not making a run at one of those wide receivers in the first round? I'm going to contradict myself because I, I love uh, what both teams, in particular Green Bay, Quay Walker is a great player, middle linebacker, 6'3", 240, he could run. Devontae Wyatt, like I said, guys, I thought he outplayed Trayvon Walker. Um, but now you're sitting there with Sammy Watkins I, and Lazard. I, I just, again, I never would let Devontae Adams out of the building. Once you're, you're all in on Aaron Rodgers, I, you know, you had franchise Devontae Adams. I would have kept him. Now, I think it helps their defense. Um, there are a couple of receivers, Sky Moore, Christian Watson, so, you know, the draft's not over, but, um, Kenley, I was a little surprised that either of those two teams took a receiver. Mike, last one before I let you go. What is, What are the primary storylines tonight at the start of the second round that have your attention? Well, can I carry Bart for another four hours? That obviously is starting there. So. <laughs> so you had to pay Bart, Scott, and then you got to carry him too? Mike T., what's going on? Chris, it- it's a, it's a burden, let me tell you, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm fascinated by Todd Bowles' first pick here. I, I, I would hope and expect maybe it's David Ajabo, who's a great pass rusher, who unfortunately tore his Achilles on the pro day. And then, you know, the quarterbacks. You know, Carolina doesn't have a second or third round pick. Do they try to trade back in? Does Detroit, Seattle, you know, you're looking at Malik Willis. You're looking at Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, Sam Howe. So, to me, it's Todd Bowles and the quarterbacks as the uh, preeminent storyline saying into tonight. Mike, great stuff. 
And again, great job last night. Looking forward to hearing you tonight right here on ESPN Radio with Shea Pepler and the whole crew on covering the NFL draft from pillar to post. Thanks, Mike. All right, Cash. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Tune in to an NL East battle Sunday. Mets hosting the Phillies, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Let's squeeze a couple of calls in here. First up, let's get Stephen up in Alaska. Steve, what's going on? You're on ESPN Radio. Eh, we lost Steve. All right, Steve's gone. Adam in Florida next on ESPN Radio. Adam, what do you got today, buddy? And we lost him, too. Strike two. Uh, let's try one more. <laughs> Jamal in Maine is up I got next. Faith in he Jamal. literally just called. Is Jamal there? Is the caller there? <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm here. <laughs> What's going on, Jamal? What's going on, fellas? Not much. Um, hey, I think my tea kind of already I talked about it, but what are your thoughts? You know, Tampa goes Malik Willis with that first pick in the second round, have him sit behind the GOAT. Well, they're not going to do that because they picked Kyle Trask, right, last year. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't see that happening. But I am very interested, and I'm going to throw this out to you. I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. Malik Willis on the board when the Giants pick at 36. Any chance? that they would consider that move. No, I don't see that one. But I will say this. I wouldn't throw out Tennessee being interested at 35 overall. I I think that there would be some interest with Seattle. They've got 40 and 41. The Colts potentially at 42. The Falcons at 43. All of those teams are looking for a quarterback for the long-term future. I I think Malik Willis would be perfect in any one of those situations. So I I don't see him lasting – Pass pick number 43, I just don't. Yeah, I was about to set the over-under on where you thought he would end up going, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be terribly long. Quickly, Aaron in North Carolina. Next, Aaron, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you got? Good morning, Chris and Chris. Um, So I'm a diehard Giants fan, and uh, I give them an A++. Um, I haven't been this happy with the Giants draft in 20-plus years, and uh, I give them that extra plus because – the Redskins and the Cowboys messed up as well. So, all in all, it was a great night for me and uh, Giant fans all around. I think you have to be very happy with it. Yeah, I don't know that the Commanders messed up, though. I mean, they might have messed up with the quarterback, but that wasn't last night. I like the pick that they got with Jahan Dotson, but but with the Cowboys, yeah, I, I don't know how you can feel great about Tyler Smith. I know Mike Tannenbaum says he anticipates him being a good football player, but I don't think that's going to be year one, which makes me feel even better, Carlin, about my Philadelphia Eagles winning the NFC East in 2020. <laughs> I'm sorry, what'd you say? About who's Phil- Philadelphia Eagles? The Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> winning the NFC East in 2022. You I can't believe you made me say it twice over, over the live airwaves. I, I can't believe you did that. But yes. Wow. Cutting the price of your wireless bill fel- feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering... silver unlimited plans with five gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability. Coverage 
and speed may vary. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? Forget about the NFL draft. America has been waiting for hashtag Bubba and who you got. Bubba, the floor is yours. All right, we got a special NFL draft edition, so let's recap round one last night. So the biggest winner of the first round was who? Who you got? I'm going with the New York Jets. I can't see it any other way. When you get Jermaine Johnson with the 26th pick and you end up with Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, you got three guys that are in the top ten in that draft. Phenomenal night for Joe Douglas and company. Well, I'm going to choose to see it another way, Carlin. I'm going with the New York football Giants, and Homer. they addressed the trenches, which is what they needed to. They needed to get a pass rusher. They needed to continue to try to solidify that offensive line. They did both with two top seven picks. They got Kayvon Thibodeau, the best first step in the entire NFL draft, pair him with Aziz Ojolari on that defensive front, and then they got Evan Neal to pair with Andrew Thomas. I love what the Giants did. Joe Shane in his first draft as a general manager hit an absolute home run. Conversely, the biggest loser of the first round was who? Who you got? Oh. Can I say the Cowboys? Can I you say, the, say Cowboys? the Cowboys? You want to say the Cowboys. So go ahead and do it. As I said earlier, you cannot spell LOL without Dallas Cowboys or something like that. Oh, you can't spell Dallas Cowboys without LOL in there. That's what I meant. But you know what I mean. Nailed it. Because, because look, not taking Jermaine Johnson was going to come back and absolutely bite him in the keister. The kid may end up being a good offensive lineman. The guy they took from Tulsa, whose name is escaping me at the moment, Smith. Um, but I'm sorry. You had to take Jermaine Johnson after you lost Randy Gregory. Lou Zaher. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers, a team that didn't even have a draft pick on last night. But they could have. They could have. I remember hmm. Mike Tomlin said once upon a time, we want willing participants. We want volunteers, not hostages. Apparently, that's not the organizational philosophy for the 49ers. They'll take hostages because that's essentially what they're going to do with Debo Samuel for 2022. I don't know why on God's green earth, if you get offered the number 10 overall pick and a second round pick swap, which would have gave you the 35th pick as opposed to the 61st pick, why you wouldn't do it. Just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think the 49ers are going to do better than that in a package for Debo Samuel. And so the fact that they wouldn't do that deal leads me to believe that this is going to be a long and lengthy and drama-filled offseason with Debo Samuel at the forefront of the conversation. According to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year. And if you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Bubba. Next, the biggest reach of the first round was what? Who you got? Oh, that was the New England Patriots with Cole Strange, the guard from Chattanooga. How about Sean McVay and Les Snead basically trolling Bill Belichick when he took the guard and said, oh, well, I guess we won't have to evaluate him at the fourth round when they're up to pick. Wow. I thought that was very, very funny, and that was definitely a reach. Uh, 
this is a little bit unconventional. Usually when we talk about reaches, we're talking about guys that are getting drafted out of college and not guys that are being traded for as veteran players. But the Arizona Cardinals, oh, trading number 23 for Hollywood Brown. Ironically, they pulled a hamstring doing it. That is a reach if I've ever heard of one, Carlin. I just don't know on what world that makes sense. But this is a situation where maybe Steve Kime is investing in the relationship capital between the organization and Kyler Murray because he got his college teammate to come play with him. But I do not like this, this kind of draft capital for that type of player. All right, last one quickly. The biggest surprise of the first round was what? Who you got? For me, it's A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown getting traded to the Eagles. I did not see that one coming. And frankly, I think they got an absolute heist in that deal. I'm going Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers just because we knew Pittsburgh was interested in the quarterback, but it seemed like it was going to be Malik Willis based on everything that Mike Tomlin would say. And just from a potential standpoint, the Pittsburgh Steelers are never going to have a quarterback that's better than fourth in that division with Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. Just saying. I thought it was an absolutely great night, and I think tonight is going to be just as good. Believe it or not, even though it's not the first round, I think there's an awful lot of intrigue around the second and third rounds of this draft. We'll have it all for you right here on ESPN Radio, beginning at 6. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.